I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Last night in college basketball, you and I moved to fourth place in the NBC. Haldeman three. Oh, wow. Spencer Haldeman with a dagger. Haldeman finished with 12. Lowhouse led the scoring with 22 as the Panthers win it 63-43 on the road at Missouri State. Some carnage in the top 25 last night. Villanova loses at Georgetown. LSU drops a home game to Florida. Louisville pummeled at Syracuse 69-49. Number one Duke drops to North Carolina 88-72. And number six Nevada loses 65-57 at San Diego State. The number 19 Iowa Hawkeyes look to get off the mat after the home loss to Maryland as they host Indiana tomorrow night. The Hawkeyes are 20-6 and six overall, 9-6 and six in the Big Ten. Tonight, the Iowa Wild back on the ice as they face San Jose at Wells Fargo Arena. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Hear the game on 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Hour number two as we take you until noon. Good hockey talk there with Joe O'Donnell. I enjoyed that, Trent Condon. Hope you did the same. I did. I like picking his brain. As you know, it is a two-and-a-half-month sport. For, for you, me. it is. Indeed. Kind of like the NBA for both of us as right. well, right? Yep, yep. We are both into it uh, once the playoffs come around, uh, which isn't too far down the road. But mm-hmm. I saw, what did I see? Was it Bloomy texted this this morning? Tweeted this, not text. Tweeted that four weeks from today is the NCAA tournament. Not the playing rounds. I mean, the, the real deal. Mm-hmm. The curtain goes up four weeks from today. Now, will it be at downtown Des Moines where we have to wait for tom- until tomorrow four weeks from? Oh, I believe it's a Thursday Saturday. See, I haven't seen that. Have you seen? I had. I did not know that. Good. Let's let's look it up. Twenty nineteen NCAA tournament. I'm almost positive, though. Yes, it, it is the Thursday bracket. We don't need a bracket quite yet. That's maybe jumping ahead just a bit. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your Thursday Saturday sites are Hartford, Connecticut. Yes. Salt Lake City. Yes. Jacksonville. Keep going. Des Moines, Iowa. Dang. Maybe even open up the whole tournament. Would that So that would be about like 11, 10, something yeah. around that, that time? I think they push that back even a little bit more. Because remember the days, I'm sure you do, where you almost had that break in between, between about Heck 4 yes. o'clock to 6. For Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, That's yes. what it was. Right. And there would be the one game going on in the West Coast site that would be happening at that time. And unless you had the app or paid for it on mm-hmm. DirecTV, you, you missed that S-O-L. game. S-O-L. Sorry, you got Oprah in the local news. Right. No and we more. used to scream at Andy Garman like he had a say in it. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and now with TNT and TBS, mm-hmm. and oh, we have to find out again where True TV is on your direct TV well, it's dial. It's right there with, the ball, with all of them, 244, 5, 6. They're right? all clustered together. And 7? Yes, it's TBS. I think it is. 
They're TNT all together. is 240. I don't know. Seven, yeah. It's all in the same area. Indeed. And that's a, one of the few times we'll all be over there. But we will all be over there and looking forward to it. And you and I, I think all the, uh, the local shows are going to be at the... Uh, Buzzard Billy's, right? That's going to be I know be you fun. and I are going to be there. I'm, I'm sure we're not alone. Do you got a parking spot for us? I don't. I'm Ubering. Oh, you're Ubering? To and from, yep. It's a good call. I think it is. I think it's the yeah. only way to do it. You're a smart man. Uh-huh. Want to get home and... Because I'm not sticking around. I'm going to go home and watch them all. You're not going to hang out and watch I'm basketball not. with me? Uh, no, I'm Am not. I that tough of a No, hang? that's not it. Come to my place. I want to watch them all. You can watch them all. Yeah. They'll have the TVs. Yeah, but not in your seat. I want to get over back over to the well, too, for... Watch, especially if we get great matchups. I mean, taking away the angle that we've all been talking about, Iowa State playing here. Well, do you want to know what Shelby Masters got playing here? Yes. This is as of this morning. When did he post this? I'm sure sometime in the 5 o'clock hour. The guy doesn't sleep. He does uh, Oh, he's late today. 6.18 he posted Whoa. our time. There was a lot going on last night. A lot there of were, uh LSU, uh, Villanova, uh, of course Duke, Duke went down. Nevada got beat. No. At did San they? Diego State, yeah. I missed that one. Yes, it was a rough night in the top 25. How'd you do last night? Great. Speaking of that, we're going to get sports wagering in just a second. Just a little bit of news. So here's what Shelby's got. We started to go there. Bracketologist, bracketwag.com. He's Gannett's bracketologist. He's really good. He joins us every Tuesday at 1045. Uh, Texas and Mississippi State in the 10-7. 15 2 is San Diego or South Dakota State. Yeah. And Michigan. Oh, I like that one a lot. I do too. I'm grabbing the points. I don't know what the spread is. Uh, he's also got Arizona State and Buffalo here. Mm. <laughs> uh, I might be a buzzer billies for that one. Sister Jean is going to be here. Ooh. Taking on Michigan State. So Michigan, Michigan State, Texas out of the Big 12. SEC's got Mississippi State. Pac 12, he's got Arizona State. All right. I mean, are cowbells going to be allowed inside of Wells Fargo Arena? Ooh. No. Might be a question for the brass down there. Mississippi State gets there. If they if they get here. You know what? That's a good Chris Connolly topic yeah. and probably we should do that. I think at we're some due point. to talk to Chris again. I we I, I think you're 100% right. All right, sports wagering news from yesterday. Uh it certainly sounds like they're fast tracking it. It it uh, left one committee. I don't understand. Look, I I'm all for it. Uh, Tony Bizignano, a politician, local politician from Des Moines, would like to see some money go to charities. Folks, there's not a lot of money in this thing. And I'm sure he realizes that. The whole, if you can hold 5%, you're in, you're better off than most of the properties in Nevada. They're hoping for three. Hoping for three. And, I think they would, you know, the number that everybody wants to get is five. We'll see if they're able to do that or not. But once you do that, pay your taxes because the tax, we haven't seen the taxes, uh, that are going to come up, but it does look as though, uh, the casinos are going to be the ones running this, which is, I mean, who else would it have been? No offense right. to any of the other groups, mm-hmm. but it just makes more sense. The, what's on the table is college, uh, the college teams you'll be able to participate in. Here's the, here's the one that, uh, here's the prohibited list that came out on this bill. High school sports, no brainer. Yes. Amateur sporting events. Such as? Well, I don't know. I don't know what that would mean. What would um, hmm. Olympics? Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. That's what it is. Yep. You, you can't bet on the Olympics, uh, which I don't think you can and you couldn't when I lived there in Nevada. Oh, really? Unless it's changed. The Olympics were off the board. All right. Um, and, the, and minor leagues. So does that mean I get... Th- so the Iowa Cubs will yes. not have a line. 
But I know the Barnstormers would love to have a line. Oh, absolutely. Right? Uh, they would love to see their... It would, it would be but it, great for business. It's not a minor league, quote-unquote. Well, it's a separate that's entity. That's my question. Are they Because Canadian football mi- is not minor leagues. No. So arena football is not minor leagues. Yeah, but they're not arena football. They're cut below that. AF2. There's lines, I bet. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> well, Trent... The place that you play, right? When you, we get to November, and I you're making bet. your way to the dome, yeah, yes, you can bet on the game. You're going the championship game in four A. There is a shady website out there that every year yes. posts these lines. After doing some research, I thought it was probably not a best place for me to invest my money, right? Overall, but there are places mm-hmm. you can wager on those things. So I, I think the barnstormers, though, they should be posted. Well, I can guarantee you this: if it's if it's not illegal to do so i would anticipate that the uh the company like william hill who's in, mm-hmm. in at prairie meadows i would be shocked if they're not willing to put a number up on the board look you're gonna put limits on it of course you are you're not gonna be able to go up there and put 10 grand on the Mm-mm. barnstormers matchup Mm-mm. Mm-mm. with the sioux falls whatever's rat terriers i don't know what they're called but it would be it would be i think add another layer uh, a Probably being more eyeballs to the league. Yes. I'd be pushing for that if I was. But are they amateur sports? No, they're getting paid. Well, they're not amateur, so are they minor league sports? Mm. That's where we need some clarity. Yeah. That's where we need some clarity. Wade Looking Bill's going to provide some clarity on what's wrong with this Hawkeye team. Do they bounce back against Indiana? What about Indiana? I mean, just a heartbreaking loss against Purdue. That Um, team, what, how are they going to show up tomorrow night? That's my question. Is it over? It's a really talented group. I think it group. is. I think it is. They were 12 and 2. Mm-hmm. Now they're what, 13 and 12? Uh, 13 and 12, yeah. It's unthinkable. It is. Wade Looking Bill, Matt Poston still to come as we'll talk Big 12. Trent and I till noon. Glad you're with us. By the way, we weren't on the air yesterday, so that means we didn't have an opportunity to get with Cappy yesterday. We're going to put him in the show tomorrow at about this time. Cappy will join us in about 24 hours. He spent last week at Cubs Camp. We'll do that and more with Cappy. And I wonder. You know, the just White Sox nation, how, what, what the mood of Cappy's program has been the last couple of days with Machado, who mm-hmm. seemingly was down to those two teams, right? You could, you could live in Chicago and play for the White Sox, or you could live in San Diego and play for the Padres. Um, it's gotta be frustrating. It has to be. It has to be. Just when you thought your team was, they're never going to get out of the cup shadow in that no. market ever. No. 2005 being the exception. Even then. Even then. It didn't last very long, right? right? Uh, when's the Cubs caravan coming? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, we'll take a time out. Wade looking, Bill Trent and I are back on the other side of this uh, commercial messages. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 15, 20 minutes or so. We'll talk Big 12. 
That's a conference-wide with Matt Poston's HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Of course, the premier matchup this weekend. ESPN's got it primetime, 7 o'clock. Kansas in Lubbock to take on the Red Raiders. Doesn't get much bigger than that. Massive, massive game. Well, then 48 hours later, we've got Kansas and K-State. So, Love oh, Big Monday. I'm, yeah, I'm going to miss this when it's over, Trent. I really am. And as we said four weeks from today... Downtown Des Moines, the season, the uh, tournament starts. Wade Looking Bill, a former Hawk, joins us as we recap the uh, go back uh, to talk Maryland, Iowa, and then ahead to Indiana and Iowa tomorrow night. 8.15 is the official tip time tomorrow night, wow. according to Chad Leistakow of the Des Moines Register, who tweeted that out. Wade, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Wade Looking Bill. How are you? Really good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, I appreciate it. Did uh, uh, Weiss Camp's... Um, Buzzer beater bank shot remind you of anything? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, his was a lot more pure. I, I, I assume you're kind of referring to mine. Uh, yes, I am. Years ago against Illinois, and I think I chipped the, black, the, the backboard on mine and <laughs> shot it so hard. Or, but we both got three points for him, so his was a little more dramatic than mine, though. Um, you know, go back to the scrum that ensued after you hit yours. Help us out with that. Take us yeah, go back so, a way back machine. Kind of recap. It was a long time ago. So, so my sophomore year at Iowa, we we were actually having a pretty good year. We ranked seventeenth in the country. Just beat Carolina at home. Went out and played Vegas at UNLV, which was a circus, and and, and they thumped us pretty good. But um, lost some kids to injury. Lost a couple kids to grades, and the wheels fell off. And we ended up going four and fourteen in, in the Big Ten. And it was it was not an era struggle in the in the Big Ten because you had Ramil Robinson and Terry Mills and Lloyd Vaught. You had Illinois with, you know, Nick Anderson and Kenny Battle and Doc Liberty and Stephen Bardo and, you know, everybody was loaded. So so we took some lumps, but we played Illinois at home and we were fighting and scrapping and uh, we were down three with, boy, it couldn't have been 10 seconds to go. And I got the ball kind of top of the key and, and just shot it, threw it up there, whatever you want to call it, and it banked in, and that, and that tied the game. And after that, we, we were fortunate enough to win it in overtime. But it was really cool. It just was one of those highlights of the year because you're really struggling. I mean, as a player, you know February 1st that you're not going to make the tournament. Mm. It's just, you're trying to play it out and fight. And, you know, it was just it, it was pretty neat to beat those guys. We were really lucky. And you've also been on the other side of that, too. Were you on the court with the Andy Kaufman, Illinois, uh, shot? Yeah. Good memory, Trent. Yeah. Absolutely. That was that. Gross that memory. Was, oh, man. Was that the year Chris was at 93? Oh, it was awful. Get that shot. and Man, he was he was a tough dude. Jacksonville, Illinois. But, yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he beat us there. And I, I think as a player, you kind of go back and forth. Because, actually, my senior year against Michigan State, I actually, actually hit a game winner, which was a much better shot, fifteen footer, pure, <laughs> no, no, no bank, that type of thing. But um, I think if you play long enough, you're going to be on, on on both ends of that. You know, you're going to get buzzer beaters for you and against you, and that's what that's what Iowa got this week. Mm. The karma kind of ran out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tough guys, Bruno Fernando is is a man's man. Uh, I thought Tyler Cook and he essentially neutralized each other. Is is, yeah. is that how you saw Wade? I mean, Fernando yeah. got his points from the free throw line. But this was going to be one of those nights where the two bigs kind of you know took each other out. Yeah, and I I thought Tyler was actually a little bit better offensively. You know, Bruno's got some work to do. I mean, he had a he's like a pro wrestler. He's big and just run and jump. I mean, just athletically, he's Chris Weber like. But skill wise, I I thought he had more than that. It was you know didn't even have a jump hook. I I thought Tyler Cook outplayed him. Um, but the, it was just an ugly game. You know, both teams turnovers and. 
I don't know if it was the weather or just it just was an odd game. No rhythm and give Iowa credit though they fought, fought, fought and had a chance at the end. But I I thought Tyler was pretty good and he he probably made himself some money in in that game. I, I think I was checking a couple draft boards this week and he they, they they've got him now going you know late second round which mm-hmm. is is something to consider. So Wade. After those back-to-back wins the way they did it, and I was struggling trying to kind of put the words to it, but a false sense of security maybe that can permeate in, hey, we'll figure it out at the end. We'll find a way to get back, and, and they almost did it again against Maryland. But isn't that a dangerous kind of line for the, this team to, to toe, just saying, I won't be able to turn it on in the second half and find a way to nab victories? Yeah, I, I hope not, man, because you know, Iowa basketball is a little bit like, like Iowa football in that, their margins for error is mm-hmm. so small. Yep. So they they can't go on a twelve two run twice in the second half and, and, and beat a team. They gotta grind it out and, you know, value every possession and that's where they got in trouble. They had all those turnovers in the first half and just you know, it was one of those games. In fact, you know, if Bohannon doesn't hit that prayer and Wieskamp doesn't hit that miracle shot, you know, now we're talking Iowa seven and eight in the big ten. <laughs> you're thinking, you know, We've seen this before. You know, they were ranked, what, fourth that year with Aaron White when they lost, ended up losing to Tennessee in the playing game, I mm-hmm. think. And, you know, and, and you look at the schedule. There's, so there's five games left. You got IU at home, at Ohio State, Rutgers, and then finish up two road games with Wisconsin and Nebraska. You know, all those teams are, are dangerous. You know, um, Rutgers has got some dudes. Yep. They got some guys on that team that are big fellas. And, that, and that's a bad matchup for Iowa. And, IU comes in Friday, and they are a wounded animal, man. They are going to roll over and lose by 22, or they're going to fight till the very end. So I, I, I hope that's not the case, Trent, because if it is, you know, Iowa's going to be in trouble. But that being said, I think I think 3-2, and two, these last five, take that with, with three road games and, you know, two challenging home games. I, I hope so. You know, I do want to get. Uh, I want to bring up Luca Garza in, in a minute, but since you you went to Indiana, let, I want to follow up there. I don't know if you saw Purdue in Indiana, just a, a punch in the gut. That was a really it was a Big Ten basketball game, is what yeah, we saw. Cool. Really was. Yep, Harms uh, with the tip in late in that game. I just wonder because it, it's you, as you well know, it's such a rivalry those two schools uh, in state battle. Um, what kind of Indiana team shows up? I mean, the, I don't want to say that that was a defining moment in their season. They almost felt like they needed that one to, you know, to maintain their hope. But what kind of Indiana team shows up after, you know, getting their hearts ripped out as they did? Well, I tell you, you know, it's a good point because, and they probably would never admit to it, but I guarantee all those Purdue kids wish they could have gone to IU. All those that that's oh, always yeah. been the way. Yeah. Matt Painter said that even till today. You know, he he wanted to go to IU and was very upset and wanted to beat him every time when, when they didn't offer him. But, you know, like that like that Ryan Klein, he, he's an Indiana kid. I guarantee he wishes he could have gone to Indiana. But, um, you know, IU's got good players. You know, Romeo is a top 15 pick, top 12 pick. Um, Deron Davis is just banged up a little bit overweight. But Jawan Morgan can play. It It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. I, I don't know what IU's going to do. Cause, um, but the thing nowadays is, it's different than when I played, IU thinks, you know what? Let's win four out of these last five and then have a good weekend in Indianapolis, and then they get in. You know, there's still hope for teams like Indiana who's not going to get an, an, an at-large bid no matter what. But if they win the conference tournament, then you never know. Then you never know. So, so, what, so what their mentality is Friday night is, hey, let's get better. This is a team that, that we match up well with, that we can play with. Let's see what happens. Wade, uh, t- 
to the post game on Tuesday evening after the loss. Jordan Bohannon came out and said he was fouled. He got hit across the arm, and it wasn't just that. He said throughout the game he was getting grabbed. Said he Cowan should have fouled, fouled out in the first half. Yes, a very physical Maryland yeah. team. Do you, do you like that? Do you like players going to the media to to relay that part of it? Where do you stand? So this is the thing. I think with Jordan, he gets that every game because that's that's the scouting report. Hey, yep. this kid's 5'11", 178 pounds. Let's beat him. Let's let's push him around. Let's be physical with him. And usually Jordan can overcome that because he's you know can get to the line. He, he's better than people think off the dribble, but they 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 really bodied him up. And I thought they didn't call a lot of those fouls. I, I think, and, and and I don't like that. You know, I, inside maybe is one thing to let those guys bang a little bit but when you're 25 feet away and the guy's got his hands on you and he's you know that's a foul it's just every time that's a foul um i saw that i saw the pictures on twitter and he kind of grabbed his arm and you know i'm kind of okay at the end of the game letting that go but six minutes into the game he was doing the same thing right. and, that, and that that should have been a foul you know but you know i, I will miss two front ends of of one one there you go they end up shooting a really well from the free throw line, but those will kill you, and all the turnovers. Um, you know, like 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 Trent said, they're, they're just not good enough every game out to come down to a last possession. It'd be nice to get an eight point lead with a minute to go and just just kind of ride it out. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those two and ones. I forgot to earlier. That's uh, just massive, considering how it turned out. Yeah. So, Luca Garza seems to be. I, I don't know. He's, he's at his last four games. He's averaging four points. He's on the bench. Uh, for a good majority of the game, it wasn't like foul trouble. Yeah. yeah, they did. What's what's yeah. up with Garza? Do you think are they doing things differently, or is he just going through one of those yeah. you know, points on the schedule? You know, it's just. I think part of it is it's just like the NFL, or you know, it's just it's just a, a, a scouting report. You know, they had film on him last year, but he was a better player this year, different player. So you you kind of go through the schedule one time, so to speak, or just maybe the first ten games, and everything's kind of new. But man, those coaches break that tape, and they and they look for tendencies, and that's what I saw on uh, again with the Maryland game. You know, Bruno Fernando's a pro. I, I think that Smith kid, Smith for sure is with yep. the goggles. Yep. And you know, I I, I thought Lucas still battled, and, and he knows those guys. You know, he's a, he's a DC kid, so that, that was kind of a big game for him. Maybe he was trying a little too hard, but I hope he figures it out because boy, for a five game stretch, six game stretch, he was really good. Look like an NBA player. Um, I think he'll be okay against Indiana. I think it's a little better matchup size wise, um, but they really need him. They need twelve and six, you know, fourteen and seven from him every night. So nationally, the big story is Zion Williamson, the Ooh. injury, sprained knee. Nike stock was down this morning. I saw. Yes, yeah, yeah, big time. They they took yeah. a big blow there. I mean, what does it come down to for you? His decision, if if his knee's fine. If he makes the decision to sit out and not play with his teammates the rest of the year, and what, are, are they saying that that, that that he tweaked it? That's what I yes, sprained knee, right? Sprained. Yep. Man, I hope not. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hate it when those football players don't play. And I understand it. It's different, but you know that would never have crossed my mind. I was never in that situation. Like if I'm no offense. I don't know. I, I, I it's, it's tough. I I hope he doesn't because I think. Now, something like this, even if he does come back and play, this could change the rule. This is something where litigation comes into play, and, and you know, Zion Williams is worth a quarter of a billion dollars, maybe, with mm-hmm. salary and endorsements and all that stuff. So you're going to say, 
if he plays one year of college basketball and he has to, that tears his knee up, you're going to, you're going to just say that's too bad, you know? Um, but I, I hope he comes back and plays, but they, they were just a beat without him. I think just the shock factor, you know, anybody loses their best players. Right. Be tough, but he's, he's a different cat. He is just, he's different than really any player I've seen. Maybe LeBron, but LeBron's more of a guard, but he's just, uh, he just, he just, a, a He's a unicorn. He just is an abnormality. Just a unique player in his own right. Fifth ranked in the recruiting class, <laughs> or in, his, in Duke's yeah. class. Yeah. Hey, uh, well, you know, speaking of that, have you have you ever seen a guy blow a shoe like that? Never. I think Jay Bellis even talked about it. I, never. I mean, I, and those guys only wear those shoes for two weeks. He might not even wear his more than less than that. But I just think part of the physics of that body. You know, even the big guys in the NBA. Or in college, don't don't move like that. The guys that weigh two eighty five, you know, they, they they don't try to cut like that. And I just think something perfect storm. Maybe there was a little bit of a defect in the shoe, but I think it was a Paul George shoe. So I wonder wonder mm. what they're saying with that. But um, I've never seen that. I mean, it just blew out. Brutal. Wade, looking, Bill. Thank you, Wade. Appreciate you coming on. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank you. Anytime, man. Thank you. Yeah, good to Thank talk you to you. Thanks again. Yeah, Wade Looking, Bill, former Hawkeyes. We take a look at uh, look back and a look ahead. I like Bruno Fernando a lot. I do too. Yeah, I like him, Murphy. Probably my two favorite guys. I don't know. Maybe that's unfair. In the Big Ten, yeah, that in the are, Big Ten. I just like watching those guys. They are fun. No, who's not fun to watch? Uh, we'll see him tomorrow night. Yeah, no. Romeo Langford. Yeah, he should be so much better. I than know. He is and he's a top five pick. Well, that is continuing. He's dropping Has down. Has he? Yeah. And uh, I was listening to a draft uh, kind of look ahead. They said a couple of scouts that had gone through Indiana practice, and this was earlier this year, they mm-hmm. said, watched him practice and said, eh, I don't know if this guy is a top five pick. Hmm. He should be so much better. Indiana should be so much better than they are. Trent, they were 3-0 and in the Big Ten. They're 4-11. and And that their fourth win? Maybe as improbable yes. a win as you're going to find. That's the other part of it, yeah. Right? Because they can the go on the road. And, yes, East Lansing and win. Yeah, win in Breslin Center, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time, right? Unbelievable. It, it really is. I the just, Big Ten, the depth of this year. Mm, so fun. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love this conference, and especially this year when it's so good as, as it is. Last year, I mean, talk about the complete opposites, right? Yeah. So bad last year. It was awful. Awful. And awful. Iowa was awful inside of an awful conference. Right. And Nebraska was what thirteen and five, and because the conference was so bad, my Huskers, on the outside looking in, didn't get in. No, they didn't, and they're not getting in this year, and they shouldn't get in this year. Well, they're still hanging around the bubble. Yeah, I see that because of the net. Uh, I guess you buying it? No, I'm not either. I don't think they're getting in. I do know we're going to go to break and talk Big Twelve with Matt Postens from Heart- HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Uh, when we come back, I thought you were talking about Davison, the kid who's not fun to watch. Oh, he's not. He's on that list too from Wisconsin. He's entertaining in a frustrating type of way. I guess you want him on your team, but boy, you hate him if he's not. You like to elbow him if he's not. Yeah, we'll take a time out. Matt Postens elbows his way into the conversation next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hey, it's Chris and Ross from the Sports Fanatics. Join us every day at 4. You can listen from your home or office with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. Trent kind of back once again. Want to tell you guys about New Leaf Wellness Center in West Des Moines. It's a place that I've gone helping me lose weight. And going out today, it is their open house. Today from not, well, happening right now until 5 o'clock. 
They have free B12 injections, special open house savings on NHT evaluation supplements, and a whole lot more. See what they can do for you to get into better health. You can also just give them a call. If today doesn't work, call them at 650-1358 at New Leaf Wellness. Again, 650-1358. Today, that open house, though, going on until 5 o'clock at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. Don't forget to tell them the transcension. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Well, is Kansas going to do it? I've been telling you all year, Ken. This is a massive weekend. They go to Lubbock before hosting K-State. Big Monday, Trent Condon. 2-0 for the Jayhawks. Now and 2 Two and oh my, you know what? <laughs> Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, but I feel like I'm about to settle a barbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trent. Well, we've been doing the Trent and I've been together now uh, over two years, and we seemingly have this conversation. It's not the Patriots; it's the Jayhawks. <laughs> um, the Jayhawks in the spotlight this weekend. The conference is really. Um, yeah, let's start, I guess, with, with Texas Tech in Kansas on uh, on Saturday night. This one's got a chance. And will you be there, by the way? I know you're based in Texas, and you get around the state to see these games. Texas Tech, Kansas is going to be massive. It is going to be massive, and unfortunately I will not be there. Uh, my best friend and I head back to the alma mater once a year for a basketball doubleheader, and this just happens to be that weekend. Uh. Uh, so unfortunately I'll be in Nacogdoches, Texas, watching uh, my Stephen F. Austin State University Lumberjacks. But you're absolutely right from the standpoint of this being a massive game for Kansas. If they entertain any hopes legitimately of winning the Big 12 in the regular season, whether it's outright or sharing the title with Kansas State or whomever, they have to win on Saturday. Uh, I don't see a way for them to backdoor this if they lose to the Red Raiders in Lubbock on Saturday. I mean, you know, this conference is crazy. There's been a lot of really crazy things that have happened. Teams have been winning games on the road. Iowa State lost the other night. Uh, a game that I, I felt like they they should have won uh, against Baylor, but to me, if Kansas wants to control its own destiny, and for that matter, Texas Tech, they have to win on Saturday. Whoever loses that game is really behind the eight ball when it comes to winning this league outright in the regular season. And of course, if Kansas wins, that obviously sets up um, obviously sets up a massive game with Kansas State on Monday. Kansas State has Oklahoma State; they should win. But then again, it's the Big Twelve, so who knows? It uh, it's turned out to be incredibly wild and wild on Tuesday night here on the local front. Iowa State dropping that game to Baylor. Baylor felt like they were going the wrong way. Injuries were starting to pile up, and well, it just takes a Division two grad transfer to come in and completely Gillespie, change that. That's game. unbelievable, <laughs> unthinkable. This Iowa State team, maybe I've heard many people say the most talented team in this league, even more talented than Kansas. But at three home losses in conference play at Hilton, you just don't see that. Help us, uh, maybe with an outsider perspective a little bit more, try to wrap your mind around this Iowa State basketball team. Yeah, you know what? I, I kind of agree with a lot of other what a lot of other folks have said in terms of the talent level on this team. If you go seven, eight deep, I think they're as talented as any team in, in the in the conference right now. And given all the injuries that Kansas has uh, mm-hmm. absorbed, they might be the most talented team in the country. In fact, I was or in the Big 12, rather. I was talking to Pete Mundo on our radio show yesterday, and I was telling Pete, you know, this is the team that I think if they get really hot when you get to the NCAA tournament, they could go two or three rounds just because they're so good on the offensive side of the basketball. 
But what killed them the other night against Baylor was rebounding. I mean, yep. you talked about Freddie Gillespie. This is a guy who a month ago wasn't getting a lot of playing time because they had Tristan Clark inside. Mm-hmm. Clark gets hurt. They started giving Gillespie and Flo Thamba more playing time, and Gillespie's taken full advantage of it. He's really grown into a legitimate inside player for them, and they were already a pretty good rebounding team to begin with, with guys like Mark Bible and Mario Kegler and people like that. Uh, they're a high-effort rebounding team, and that's really what got Iowa State mm-hmm. Tuesday night. They were out-rebounded by, I think, like 15 uh, on Tuesday night. You know, Baylor just got too many second-chance opportunities in that game, and that's if you're looking at a thing when you get to the NCAA tournament, you're going to run into teams like that that can out-rebound you and can out-inside you. And for Iowa State, you know, A, they've got to get better games inside out of guys like Jacobson and Lard, but B, they're going to have to shoot better from outside too because when you consider all the great shooters they have outside and all the all the good players they have that can drive to the basket, they've got to be able to take care of that uh, sort of weakness in their game, which is their inside game with their outside game. Yeah, Vital, I'm glad you brought him up. He's strong as a bull. He was just ripping balls uh, away from people and off the boards. Uh, really nice player, uh, but Gillespie's a terrific story. So Scott Drew. Is he the coach of the year in the conference? I mean, Weber's got his team in first place, but they were pricked picked pretty highly in the conference preseason. Why? Scott Drew, I don't know how he's doing it, yet there they are. Yeah, I, I think he's on my short list. I think it's between him and probably Weber at this point. And just what you know, basically Baylor has a starting lineup on their bench right now in street clothes between uh, Clark and Jake Lindsay, uh, King McClure. Makai Mason came back the other night, but he's been kind of in and out of the lineup the last two weeks. They basically have a starting lineup on their bench. And somehow Scott Drew has taken this team and he's found a way to get them into the top half of the conference. It might be his best coaching job in recent memory. And, you know, and the great thing is for them, future wise, you know, Scott Drew was lamenting the fact that he only has three returning lettermen coming back at media days in October. He has practically his entire team coming back mm-hmm. next year, and he's got a pretty solid recruiting class coming in. So Baylor, in just a month and a half, has gone from a team that really kind of looked like their ship was sinking to a team that not only has a lot of momentum going into the final few weeks of the season, but really looks to have a lot of momentum going into next season as well. TCU-Oklahoma hanging on by a thread maybe for an NCAA tournament bid. One zero, both teams. Who gets into the tournament in the end? If they're tracking the way they track right now, it'll be one of them. And you've got to give Oklahoma a bit of an edge because they swept TCU in the regular season series. So if you think about the fact, these two teams both look like they're on track to play in the first day of the Big 12 tournament. Um, they're probably not going to play each other, at least the way it looks right now, because TCU seven, Oklahoma's eight. So they would play Oklahoma State and West Virginia, respectively. Uh, you know, they could both win those first round games and help their case. But if it comes down to uh, the bubble and it comes down to TCU and Oklahoma, I think the committee is going to look at that season sweep of Oklahoma over TCU and maybe give them a bit of an edge. Even though right now TCU's RPI, BPI, all that other stuff looks better than Oklahoma's does right now, that head-to-head sweep that the Sooners have on the Horn Frogs might very well keep the Horn Frogs out of the NCAA tournament. If they can't get their act together quickly, they've lost three straight. They've got a pretty murderous schedule here coming down the stretch. Mm, including Iowa State coming up here. Um, let me ask you about, um, you know, in, in your conversations with people that cover the uh, the Big 12, West Virginia gone out there on an island all by themselves, right? Uh, as being as removed as they are from all of the other schools. But what are you hearing on, on Bob Huggins? I mean, they're 2-11. and 11. He can't, I mean, he's just got to be miserable. Uh, is there a chance he walks away? Have you heard that, Matt? 
I haven't heard anything to that effect. Um, you know, this Bob Huggins is a guy that, to me, I feel like he coaches until he just doesn't want to coach anymore. And as as depressing and as hard as this season has been for West Virginia, um, he's got a McDonald's All American recruit coming in uh, next year. Uh, he's got you know a lot of young players who have some promise. He's got Derek Culver who has potential to become a double-double machine next season. He's already got six double-doubles in conference play right now. So he's got players coming in from a recruiting standpoint, and he's got players that I think can grow over the next couple of years. The The big mistake that he made and his staff made was they simply didn't have a point guard recruited to replace Javon Carter. Right. There's nobody on that roster right now, and no disrespect to James Bolden, who's been one of their better guards this year. He's not a point guard. He's not a distributor. He's not a guy that can run the offense 30, 35 minutes a game. They didn't have that guy ready in the pipeline, and that's a big reason why they are where they are, aside from all the injuries they've experienced. I don't think Bob Huggins walks away this year on his own. I think he sticks around because he wants to get this sour taste out of his mouth and get his alma mater back to where they were a couple of years ago when they were contending for the Big 12 championship and when they were going two, three rounds deep in the NCAA tournament. I don't think he walks away. Now, whether West Virginia Brass wants him to walk away, that's another story. But if it's up to him, I think he stays. Matt Poston's talking with us. Big 12 and HeartlandCollegeSports.com is where you can find Matt's information. A lot of great stuff over there. Speaking of coaches, Chris Beard of Texas Tech was in UNLV for, I don't know, a, a, an hour. An eyelash and then <laughs> made his way there to Tech. But what he has done transforming this team after what they lost a year ago and they're right in the mix again for for a regular season title if a UCLA would come calling, they strike out a couple of their tough candidates, a program like that, you see Beard leaving Texas Tech? Yeah, I've thought about that, and I've been asked that question a couple of times. And, you know, I, I could certainly see UCLA coming in and talking to him after the season is over. They, they have the biggest high-profile opening out there right now after they uh, fired Steve Alford uh, in January. The thing that leads me to believe that Chris Beard might stay is that in reality, most of his coaching career has been based in Central Texas. Not only was he an assistant under Bobby Knight, but he also coached JUCO basketball, uh, at, uh, I think at South Plains for a while as well, which is one of the feeder junior colleges into Texas Tech. So he's been a part of that area for a while now. And when you think about you know the brief sojourn he had, I think, in South Carolina as a, a professional minor league coach, the one year he spent at Arkansas Little Rock before he went to UNLV, before he went back to Texas Tech. I mean, you don't leave UNLV, which is a a very good job within the landscape of college basketball. Long Kruger had that job at one time. You don't leave UNLV for Texas Tech because you just want to get away from UNLV. You leave it because it's A, a better move for you, but also B, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of home for Chris Mm -hmm. Beard. And, you know, UCLA could come with a huge financial offer. Certainly they could, they could certainly money whip Texas Tech if they wanted to, but I, I really kind of feel like for Chris Beard, this area's home. I think he's really appreciated what he's built over the last three years, and I think it would take a really solid offer to get him to uproot himself and move out to the West Coast, or to any other job for that matter. I kind of feel like he's where he wants to be right now. Hmm. Well, when we talk and say it's a couple of weeks, well, there's two, there's one week left in the schedule. We'll have no. We'll know the result of Texas Tech in Kansas and Kansas State and Can and uh, Kansas. Um, going into the last week of the season, who's in first place? I feel like it'll still be Kansas State. 
you know, I was talking to Pete yesterday on the radio show, and, and I feel like, and this sounds absurd, but I feel like Kansas State's going to beat Kansas Monday night in uh, an Allen Fieldhouse. It's, Kansas hasn't lost a home game this year. I understand that. They're extremely good at home. I understand that. But as long as Kansas State is at full strength, and Dean Wade played the other night, so there's really no yep. reason why Wade shouldn't be full strength unless he re-aggravates that injury on Saturday. Right. I just kind of feel like, you know, 48 hours turnaround time. Kansas doesn't have to go anywhere. I don't believe. I think they're at. at I think they're at home on Saturday against Oklahoma State. Remember, Kansas has to go to Lubbock, mm-hmm. so there's a little tra- extra travel there involved for the Jayhawks uh, before they play on Monday. They're both playing on two days turnaround. I just kind of feel like for Kansas State. They smell the opportunity to, to not only end the streak, but kind of get a share of the conference title for the first time, I think, in six years. And I, I think they're going to take advantage of that on Monday night. It, it's not going to be easy. You know, Kansas is extremely good at home, but I feel like Kansas State's going to win that game. And I feel like when we talk again in a couple of weeks, say there's one week left in the season, yeah. I think Kansas State will be in first place. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. What I'm hoping for on Monday night is ESPN finds a way to find the Kansas drummer. <laughs> that dude you is, like that guy. Yeah, I do like that dude. <laughs> hey, Matt Postens, thanks for what you do for us. HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Matt Postens. Uh, chiming in here on the Big 12. Is he right? Final week of the regular season, two games left. Who's in first place? Trent Condon. The Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> you won't come off that take, will you? Well, it's worked out for it's, it has worked a out long well. time. Yeah, I know. I, I, fall, I fell into this trap. Early in my career, I said never again. Because mm-hmm. this is the year. Right. And this is the year. And then, no, I'm going to stop. Until, I've been right a long time. Yep. Much like I've been right with the Tiger Woods every year for the last decade. Will he win a major? No. Nope. nope. This year you're wrong. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I understand what we're, we're... Tiger wins a major. The Patriots don't even win the AFC East. And Whoa. the J. Jay- yeah. i got to get one out of those three. What's more likely? Where am I right? Kansas doesn't win this year. The Patriots don't win the AFC East. Tiger wins a major. Where are you? Where am I correct? Well, I don't think any of them. You have to pick one. It's not the Patriots. Tiger. Tiger wins. Tiger wins. I think so, too. Hope so. I do, too. Boy, that that tournament he won in September, Mm -hmm. football season. I'm never turning away from football. I couldn't turn golf off that afternoon. Watching the throng, the patrons, the gallery walk behind him. Unbelievable. PGA just yes. him, he He's different. Yeah. He's he, a different He moves kind of the guy. needle in golf, does oh. he not? Wasn't it as much fun talking about the slow play of J.B. Holmes this past week? No, I don't think we brought that one up Monday. It did, maybe for for a second. Yeah, I, I think we injected it at some 15 point. 15 seconds of coverage. Uh, what do you got tonight? I've got one game that moves my needle. It's Michigan and Minnesota, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and that's a stretch, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I mean, if there was a Big 12 game that had more meaning... Michigan's trying to hang on. They've got. How about Sunday afternoon? Two forty-five. Michigan, Michigan State, CBS. Yes. Two forty-five. Ideal. Tonight, the only other top twenty-five game. What is it? Gonzaga's hosting Pepperdine. I don't think people realize just how dominant the Zags have been. Yeah. The WCC is eight better. o'clock. Right? It's early. I yes. Think. For for Pacific time, but they're I mean. beating they're beating people by thirty know, consistently. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's where I'll. I mean, they had the first breakthrough two years ago when they got to a Final uh-huh. Four and ultimately the championship game before losing to Carolina. I know some people have them number one, but 
Are we sleeping on the Zags a little Maybe. bit? We do every year. Yeah. Uh, what have we got tomorrow? Well, we got Cappy. He's going to join us about 11.15. I think we'll go to Vegas with Jason Symbol to go inside the numbers out there. It's Friday, so Tom Caker will be here to preview Indiana and Iowa. Uh, Dylan Montz will slide on in here. We'll take a look at Iowa State as they head on the road. Take on TCU. And then Saturday night, ooh, baby, Kansas, Texas Tech, huge prime time. Murph and Andy at 2, the Fanatics afternoon drive. The rush starts it again tomorrow morning at 6 for Trent. I'm Ken, 1460 KXNO.